All right, let's go. Hour number two on a Tuesday. Spring is here. That was official yesterday. A lot of basketball, a lot of football, a lot of stuff going on today. Coming up in about an hour, we'll talk about this latest Mel Kuyper NFL mock draft. Houston, Texans fans, pick number two, pick number 12. Who does he have the Cowboys taking at 26, and where does he have B. John Robinson going? We'll get into all of that. Coming up in your Flex segment at 1.30, Wednesday Night Flex returns tomorrow with a nice list of guests. We'll tell you about that. Plus, a big visit from last weekend we want to let you know about. Uh, also, we've hit some f- interesting football stories today. Cam Newton says he's throwing at Auburn's Pro Day today. Um, so we'll see how he looks at almost 34 years old. Um, that was one big football story we hit earlier. Also, Deion Sanders saying you got to earn that number. you got to earn the numbers at Colorado Kind of a strange uh, strange way to go about it, but eh, if it works for him, we'll see. Going to be interesting in Colorado for the first time in a while, thanks to Dion. And we have talked about grudges today because Tom Herman and Drew Locke, for some reason, today's the day they decided to just put the grudge down. They decided to bury the hatchet. I can't believe either one of them was still thinking about that stuff, but apparently they were. So they took a picture that had a backpack in it. They both made the backpack reference going all the way back to that Texas Bowl uh, years ago and now they have put it behind them. So we're asking you, what feuds, what grudges do you want to see end? We've already had Republicans and Democrats. Somebody wants the Pink Floyd guys to start getting along. I have a lot of those in music, by the way. A lot of those in music. Like, can we just get the full group of Journey together and go out on tour with Steve Perry? Is that is that impossible to do? We can take the new lead singer if you really need to and do a little Hagar, David Lee Roth action. But what do we really need to keep fighting on this thing? That's just one of them for me. Sticks is another one. Sticks and Dennis DeYoung. Anybody got the number? Can we call? Come on, Tommy. Tommy, Dennis, just talk, please. Zay, we've talked about a couple in basketball that I think are critical for our lifetime. Before we die, can we get Michael and Isaiah to figure it out? And can we get Michael and Scotty to figure it out? Those two are big to me. Yeah, I the Michael and Isaiah, I'm good without that. I think the bad boy Pistons, Bulls era, some of the best basketball in the history of the game. And I like them hating each other because it makes those nostalgic moments even more memorable. For Scotty and Jordan, it's just petty and sad. You know, with the ex-wife and the son, like there's that. And then plus how Michael made Scotty look. Well, to Scotty in the last dance, which it was about Michael Jordan, but Scotty was way too good to be presented the way he was. Like Scotty Pippen, it should have been kind of like Raekwon and Ghostface Killer on Only Built for Cuban Links. It's Raekwon's album. It's Michael Jordan featuring mm-hmm. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking featuring about? Featuring number 33. Yeah, featuring number 33. That's how it was. Yeah. And Mike didn't make it look like that at all. Mike was basically putting him in the same. I think Steve Kerr got more airtime than Scotty Pippen during that last yeah. dance special. Yeah, it's rough because you need to have you need to have both sides understanding what's going on. And in that case, you need to have Scotty to realize that Michael Jordan's always going to be Michael Jordan, but you also have to have Michael Jordan knowing the power, influence, and talent he has, but not always lean in with it. And that's hard to do. 
Because when you're that good and you own that particular sword, it's hard not to take it out and swing it around a lot. Yeah. And Michael swings it a lot. And that's a that's a big problem. He needs to tell anybody who will listen to him, I would have zero titles without Scotty. He needs to say it over and over again. He needs to say it all the time. He needs to say Scotty. He he needs to say Scotty was may may have been the best player in the league certain years. Yeah. Some would say maybe he's the second, whatever. I always gonna say I'm bet whatever. But say those things over and over because they are true. We all know what he did, what was going on before Scotty showed up. He he absolutely needed somebody else, and he got a somebody else, an all timer, a Hall of Fame level somebody else. And I do wish those two could sort of figure that out. Might be a top five defender of all time. Yes. Was a point forward before that word was even created. Like, brought the ball up the court. Great passer. His length, his athleticism would dunk on you. Like, yeah. okay, you're preparing for Michael, but Scotty could get you 25, 10, and 8 assists any given night. Yeah. So I, I'm with you there. You see on the other side, like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and how close they are. Right, and, yeah. And, you know, even – with them losing to the Mavericks and to the Spurs, they still remain close. And that weird little stint that D-Wade had in Cleveland, they're still cool. They ain't got no problems. Now, it should be different because Scotty and Mike won six together and they were there the whole time in Chicago where LeBron had to come to Miami. We know the decision happened. Mm-hmm. But still, like, you see their relationship, best of friends. Yep. Can't uh, can't we get along in this world? Tom Herman and Drew Locke have decided to get along, so let us know the grudges that you want to see ended. Here's another good one in music. Sebastian Bach and Skid Row. Yep, please. Get them back together. Please, please. Uh, before we're all done, somebody said, you know, Van Halen and David Lee Roth. That one happened at some point. I don't know where that one is today. There's a lot There's a lot of weird water under that bridge. There. Somebody texted Kevin Dunn and Chad Hastings. <laughs> Kevin Dunn and I get along. There's nothing that needs to be reconciled. There's no grudge. There's no grudge. Um, this says, <laughs> says Marcus thinks Scotty is a great passer. All right, that's oh, come on. That's well. That's well. Come on. That, I'm not even explaining that one because it would just lose its flair. Um, let's see. So since coaches stand in the sub, let's get to this another conversation that I heard floating around social media. Yes, Mario Chalmers, former teammate of LeBron James with the Miami Heat during those runs where they were winning championships against the Spurs and the Thunder, mm. he went out and said in some podcast, nobody fears LeBron. I would always hear back in Jordan's era, everybody feared Jordan. And when the game started playing with LeBron, I could see guys fearing him then. But going into the game, nobody feared LeBron James. Hmm. Nobody fears LeBron James. What do you think about that? So he's saying now. Just in general, throughout LeBron's career, as being LeBron's teammate and being LeBron's opponent. Well, I think, I don't know, maybe it goes back to what we talked about, just the basic difference between LeBron and Michael, the human beings, Mm. because Michael, it was cutthroat, bloodthirsty, it meant everything, and he would take everything you had, and he didn't mind doing it, and LeBron just goes about it in a little bit of a different way. So while I bet there's still a ton of respect throughout all those guys, maybe I I can understand how it would be a different feeling a different vibe that comes out of LeBron. And again, you're talking about he came into it at a younger time. There wasn't that college development and college time that we saw with Michael. There wasn't the same kind of chip on the shoulder that Michael had that was that had been built up. 
LeBron, and then LeBron got in, went to the finals, and got smashed. Yeah. Nobody ever saw Michael Jordan do that. So that's the fear. The fear was, well, when we face Michael, what's going to happen? I don't know. Have you looked at the numbers? He doesn't lose. If, yeah. he, if he gets there, he never loses. So with LeBron, there's just a lot of lots and lots and lots of trips to the finals. But he's had a lot of different things that Michael didn't. So I think that's probably chipping away at that at you know that fear stuff. And when Jordan did lose, it was probably against the scariest team in NBA history, the Bad Boy Pistons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was as it was excel- as it was yeah. rising up. Yeah, and then yeah. he beat them. Where it struck fear into everybody. Like, y'all see, they just swept the Pistons in the 91 finals. Mm-hmm. The bad boy Pistons that have their own Jordan rules, they made them look like chumps and swept them in four games. And I I agree with what Mario Chalmers is saying, and I agree with what you're saying. It's just how LeBron goes about it the right way. What Jordan fans hate about LeBron that I've always heard is LeBron, Mike hates to lose. LeBron doesn't hate to lose. Like he just he can handle it. He can handle it. You'll see him. He'll lose in the finals, and he'll go out and do movies, Mm -hmm. and he'll go out and have the shop and be this entrepreneur and do all these things. While Jordan was doing that, but it was just with the shoes. You know what I'm saying? And the shoes were so cool that you look past that. You look past the, you know, the fearfulness as a fan and you think about what the players and what they saw in Mike and, like you said, just not losing games. While LeBron's out here losing and stuff, but Mike also manipulated these guys. Like playing golf with Charles Barkley during the 93 finals, 36 holes, that's nuts. Charles, love you. You're great on Turner. That's crazy. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I wouldn't have taken his phone call for a month. And Patrick Ewan, he realized it before it was too late. Like all those guys that went to Barcelona and played with Jordan in the Olympics, Coach Daly coaching, Dream Team, all those guys, they got to see a different Jordan. And they were like, okay, he's a teammate. He's a great guy. They're playing golf with him. Mm-hmm. They're playing cards with him till 6 in the morning, et cetera. Yep, smoking then, cigars. Smoking cigars. Yeah. Like, he's a good guy. So Jordan's getting them there. Jordan's like, I really don't like these guys. I could care less if we're friends or not. I'm going to represent my country. I'm cool with Magic, but I know Magic's about to be out the league, and I just beat him anyway. So mm-hmm. Bird's about to be out the league, too. Those were the guys that I feared. Both of them out the league, now it's mine, so I'm going to treat y'all however I want. Yeah, I'm going to be cool in y'all's face, but off the court, behind the scenes, I'm going to be that dog, stone, cold killer. And that's how he used those guys. Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, etc. Mm-hmm. So when they played from 93 season to 96 to 98, it was always that, man, we've seen Michael's good side, but then on the court, He's that same old dude that's averaging 35 a game in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a fascinating comparison and contrast between those two. Um, but I would love to, and then while LeBron's not even known as a scorer, Chad, he's known as a pass first guy, right? Yeah, no, because there's that. Well, and that's a great question since we're talking about Michael. We we brought up two grudges that we wish would be gone with Michael. Is there one with LeBron? Is there some LeBron and blank that I'm not thinking of? Ah, Skip Bayless. 
That's the only one I know, but he don't care about him. He don't even talk about him. I've never heard LeBron mention Skip's name ever. Nobody's losing sleep over that one, right? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't, I just can't that's think of the, another. That's the closest thing I can think yeah. of. Can't think of another guy. Uh, that's a that's a weird one. I mean, it's it's that's weird. Oh, here's a great one: Buddy Ryan and Kevin Gilbride. <laughs> Oh my God, that is funny. That is great. That's fantastic. Um, all right. So, um, somebody texting a text that starts with "It's a little much to say Jordan would have zero championships without Scotty." It's not like the Bulls just lose that roster spot. I don't know who the Bulls would replace him with, but the money in rosters. Yeah, it's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. I'm saying to give Scotty his full respect. That's the kind of thing Jordan should say. Just occasionally. Just occasionally. Hey. You know, you got a drink in you, you're in a Chicago bar or whatever, and it's like, hey, you know what? I might not have a ring without Scotty. I might have have a bunch of points and no rings because it all came together when Scotty showed up. And then, you know, give him his love. Give him his love. Don't make it feel like Batman and Robin. Make it feel like Superman and Batman. Just give him his love. Yeah. What's the problem? That's all I'm asking for today on a day when Tom Herman went golfing with Drew Locke. Weird story. It's weird. So weird. Tom Herman is now the coach at... FAU? FAU. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And Drew. 16 right now, FAU. And Drew Locke is still in Seattle? He just signed. Is that right? He just signed another contract to be the backup. A little re-sign. Hey, he looked really happy, too. He was with his, I don't know, girlfriend or wife in the picture with Pete Carroll. Can Drew, I've never seen a backup look that happy. Can Drew Locke be a 1 of 64 for a good 10 years and then get out, you think? He, can he yeah. stick where he is right now? I think so. That arm talent is there. Oh, yeah. You can see that. that Now, he had one throw in that Texas Bowl. I will never forget. Never. The touchdown, that long, the one that created the backpack thing, actually. That throw was awesome. That was a laser beam. It may have been the only good throw he had all night because Texas defense got after him. And Michael Dixon pinned him deep all night long. He made Drew Locke go 90-something yards all night, and they just couldn't do it. But that throw showed you what he could do. So I'm glad for him that he's figured out now this is his second contract, right, yeah. in the NFL? Yeah. Uh, so he's sticking around. Hey, speaking of contracts, Zay, did you see who's taking Rick Patino's gig at Iona? Oh, boy, from FDU. I just saw this. Yeah. yeah. Fast talker. Fast talking Tobin Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> One fast talker replaced with another. Fairly Dickinson, now former Fairly Dickinson coach, Tobin Anderson, is uh, has a five-year deal, good for him, to become the next coach at Iona. The deal has been finalized. Rick Patino goes to St. John's, and uh, Cooley ends up at Georgetown. What's Cooley's first name? Brad Cooley? Ed. Ed, I'm sorry. Ed Cooley goes from Providence to Georgetown, so now Providence needs a coach if we're keeping up with all those dominoes. Yo, man, right when my man Aunt Toby Anderson touched down at FDU, he went right to his office and started packing this stuff. Dang. Right then. He said, hey, guys, see y'all later. Great season. Went right to his office, got his boxes from Home Depot, and started packing up. People, I am gone. People outside are chanting, FDU, <laughs> FDU. Hey, can you guys uh, keep it down? I'm on the phone. Huh? No, no. No, 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 nobody. No, no, no one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. So what kind of houses are you talking about? <laughs> what kind of neighborhood you guys got? <laughs> Congrats to Tobin Anderson. By the way, I saw a great headline today, and people are talking about it. It's such an easy thing to discuss, but I didn't realize, I guess, the full story. We don't cover St. John's basketball, obviously, on a regular basis, but apparently St. John's just fired their coach, not just because of like bad basketball. They fired him for cause. 
something uh. happened. So the articles are writing themselves. You fired your head coach for cause and hired Rick Patino to replace him. Let me just make sure I'm clear on this. So it's now article after article and podcast after podcast in the Northeast of that hypocrisy going on. But I do think from an entertainment standpoint, we all have to admit Rick Pitino at St. John's is going to give us some entertainment. Yeah. That is good. Him at Iona wasn't quite enough for me. I need. I didn't need him at a mid-major. I need him at one of those programs. Yeah. Yeah, and if he can recruit in that area, there's so much talent in the New York area, up there in New England. If he can recruit Philly, which he can, yes. then he could turn that program around. I mean, we saw him win championships at Kentucky. We saw him win championships at Louisville. He was really good during his Providence days. The guy could coach. Yeah, the 2013 team that they all want us to forget about, that was a good basketball they team. They were really good. That was a really good team. Yeah, he can coach his butt off. He's one of those guys you wish you could just – Get a ch- like some kind of oxygen chamber that he would be locked in all night long. You could just bring him out for practice and games. But, you know, his human side gets into some weird stuff. And even now, I would love to know what Rick Patino is doing, not doing in terms of NIL, transfer portal, all this stuff. Yeah, he's slimy. Like, exa- yeah, what is the definition of his slime today? I don't know, but St. John's is about to get a, get a big uh, big helping of that. And again, the Fairleigh Dickinson coach looks like they're, uh, is he's going to end up at Iona to replace Rick Pitino. All right, we were unable to catch up with Scott Spinelli today. Maybe we'll do that later in the week, the former BC interim coach. Look at that. A&M gets uh, knocked out of the tournament, and then, uh, then you don't want to take your phone call? Mm, yeah, ain't that something. What's up with that? Come on, coach. Is that what is what is going on? I yeah. mean, hey, I wanted Texas to play Texas A&M too. I did it. I liked exactly how I went. This is exactly how I wanted oh, it to go. Bet you did. Yeah, you you didn't. You did enjoy that. And you and you beat a better basketball team in the process. Yeah, I love Buzz Williams. Just knowing Buzz Williams has to take one of those sweaty ass suits to the dry cleaners for obvious reasons, and the loss goes with it, makes me feel good inside. <laughs> Do you think the dry cleaner has like a special setting for the oh, Buzz for stuff? Oh, for sure. For sure. Too many layers. They call it buzzworthy, or they call it, <laughs> we got to give it the buzz. Hey, these need the buzz. Yeah, for how hard he works on the sideline, too many layers. That thing is drenched that's after actually, the game. That's actually a great idea. What they should do is have a picture of Buzz Williams like above when you walk in. It's got a picture of him sweating in the three-piece. <laughs> and then you off to the side, it's like, let us know if you want the buzz cleaning. Because then that's like the spe- – what do you do there? Oh, that's our special cleaning we've come up with to deal with coaches' suits. Right. We guarantee you it'll get your clothes clean. Yeah, we got a Gary Patterson edition, Buzz Williams edition. Oh, my God. Gary be another one, too. <laughs> The super sweater setting? Absolutely. That's going to cost you a dime and a penny, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that would cost you a little bit. All right, so we'll hopefully catch up with uh, Coach Spinelli uh, maybe this week. Up next, let's get you a flex segment. Wednesday Night Flex returning tomorrow with some really cool guests we want to tell you about, plus a big visit from last weekend, if you're a Longhorn fan or an Aggie fan or any group any group of other fans on the list, you can get mildly excited. If you're a fan of one particular team, you should probably be really excited about this kid. We'll tell you that story next on The Horn. Chad and Zay.
rolling through a Tuesday. What's the name of the song, Zay? Heavy Metal Thunder. Heavy Metal Thunder. I like the title. Um, it's not quite rough enough. Yeah, it's not rough enough to be except. It's somebody else, but I don't know. Who is it? Saxon. Saxon. All right. See? I should just keep guess- I should keep guessing Saxon when I don't know sometimes. I've seen that band live a few years ago. Dude's got a nice voice. Um, all right, so Saxon, Norman Greenbaum with Spirit in the Sky, and Anthrax all on the show today. We hope you're having a good Tuesday getting ready for Texas and Xavier in the Sweet 16. Busy week around these parts over at ACC. It's Dell match play, as I point that way. Over at Coda, as I point that way, gearheads are headed out there for NASCAR at Coda. So there's a lot going on. Uh, Rodney Rodriguez will have a special edition of the Revved Up show Saturday at 11. Uh, Also check out Playing Through, speaking of the golf, the Playing Through show Saturday at 7 a.m. They will obviously be talking a lot about the match play. We've got guys heading out there uh, this week. Our man Cameron Parker headed out there. Uh, uh, Jacob Standard, our digital guys, headed out there to grab some content. So be on the lookout for that uh, on the Horn socials. I even think that Sandwedge Stew is headed out there to uh, get after it, to see if he can be credentialed for every event on planet Earth. The GOAT. That's right. Stu Myrick will be out there. He will be on a golf course, but he will be finding ways to talk pro wrestling. I guarantee (laughs) you. That's what we should do is just send Stu out there and see how many golfers know things about pro wrestling. Just walk up to Scotty Scheffler and don't ask a golf question. Hey. WWE or AEW? What do you think? Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant? Who'd you have in WrestleMania 3? Then they'll just kick Stu out. It'll be crazy. All right. Uh, so we got a lot going on this week and uh, lots of basketball. We just told you that the floor, uh, Florida, that the Fairleigh Dickinson coach, uh, Anderson, is going to be replacing Rick Patino at Iona. So we had that story coming down today. We got foot, crazy football notes today, including Cam Newton throwing at Auburn's Pro Day. Also, uh, we got the flex segment coming here. Let's also mix in this uh, announcement. They have uh, laid out the Naismith Coach of the Year candidate. So get Zay's thoughts on that, and we'll get you a little flex because they got a great show tomorrow night. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, flxatx.com. Tomorrow night, the Wednesday night Flex show returns, and uh, they got a great guest list that includes a former Westlake star, a former Baylor Bear, a former, let's see, it would have been a St. Louis Ram, I think, when he was with the Rams and now is a retired NFL player. That's how old I am. Bryce Hager is going to join him wow. tomorrow night. Yeah, Bryce Ooh. Bryce Hager is going to come in studio and uh, and hang out with the guys and talk to them. That will be very cool. Also, uh, a couple of a uh, couple of guys headed to college are going to be headed in. In fact, it's the running back room from Hayes coming in. Zach O'Bara, class of twenty three, he's committed to Incarnate Word. Nice. And uh, also Kyrie Payton, a name you might have heard from that twenty three class. He's headed to TJC, the conference you know very well, Zay, uh, going to Tyler Junior College. 
to play a little ball. So congrats to those guys. They will be on the Wednesday Night Flex show tomorrow at 7 p.m. we got our regular Wednesday night stuff back tomorrow. 7 o'clock for that. 8 o'clock Longhorn Blitz podcast. 9 o'clock fight night. 10 o'clock is sports guys talking wrestling. Yeah, everybody wants to go to these Power 5, football, Power 6, basketball schools, high-level D1. And at the end of the day, go somewhere where you're wanted. Go somewhere where you're going to play and mm-hmm. you're going to have a good college experience. I mean, not everybody has the luxury to play college ball, whether that's high-level D1, mid-major, NAIA, JUCO, et cetera. You got to take that opportunity. If you want to continue to play, take those opportunities because, hey, we know with the transfer portal, if you get better, maybe you could go somewhere else. Right. That's a better school. But until then... If somebody's offering you, take that offer. Well, we just talked about it. Tyler Junior College is not only in that conference with Paris Junior College, where you spent time, but is also in a conference with a school called Blend. That's right. Where a guy named Cam Newton turned things around. Mm Mm-hmm. And and was able to find uh, you know find Navarro's that. Navarro's always good. Sure, we always say if you're good enough, they'll find you. Yeah. So best of luck to those guys. Um, now on the the uh, other side of things, in terms of the big time offers from big time D ones, this is a name we've talked about. I just want to give everybody the update. Uh, Blake Frazier, the big man from Vandegrift. Uh, he is, you know, class of twenty four. This is about to head into his senior year. Four star offensive tackle. Uh, for what is it? Uh, state six A first team all state. Uh, big time guy. The list is long for the uh, the offers that he's had. But last weekend's a he went to Ann Arbor. So for all the other schools you can talk about, let's remember one thing about Frazier. I have met his dad. Mm-hmm. His dad was an offensive lineman at Michigan. Ooh. And Tom Brady was the quarterback. Wow. Yeah. So that era, he was at Michigan. So if Frazier ends up going to Michigan, that's one of those where we probably can't do the normal argument of, how could you let the kid, what we did yesterday, right? Yeah. How do you let the kid get out of the area? His dad's a Michigan man. That may matter. Now, he may look for his own path because growing up right here in the neighborhood, uh, sorry, Vandegrift, that way, growing up right here in the neighborhood may affect the way he would think about going to a Texas or Texas A&M or wherever, right? Arkansas, Oklahoma, the schools he's going to look at. Um, and the list is long. But just remember that. I see this picture of him decked out in the Michigan gear, holding the helmet, and I thought, oh, my God, I bet his dad's off screen crying on yeah. that one. Right? I bet the <laughs> tears coming down, seeing him with the maize and blue. Best of luck to you, Blake Frazier, making the right choice for you and your family. That is, uh, that is good stuff. Go to FLXATX on your social media. There's all kinds of cool videos and stories and guys making their own story. Zay, my man, Garen Duncan, my favorite receiver from that Dripping Springs team, he's got a video out there that Flex retweeted. He's rocking the Yale shirt. That's what I'm talking about. Going through about. some drills, getting ready. Talk about going to get an education. Yeah, for real. Good Lord. Garen Duncan. Yeah, don't sleep on these Ivy League athletes. You That's see what Princeton's doing. That's right. Hey, there you go. There it is. Don't sleep on these Ivy League athletes. Also, if you want to go to Flex, you can check out the huddle video, the junior season huddle video for Brett Skinner. Might be a name you want to check out. That is one of the guys battling for quarterback at Westlake. They want to get in on that discussion early. Go check out the huddle tape. Uh, junior season, a little over 1,300 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns. 
64 completion percentage and a 135.2 on the quarterback rating. Yeah. Just going out for a quarterback at Westlake. No pressure. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no pressure, expectations no. or no. anything. Nope. You know? No pressure. And no one talks about you on the radio either. Absolutely not. Wait, no, we just did that, didn't we? Yeah. So, sorry, Brett. That's that's on us. That's on us. Uh, at Brett Skinner 06, if you want to give him a follow on Twitter. So, Chad, somebody on the Specs text line, when we're talking about all these grudges that need to be squashed. Yes. Somebody on the Specs text line says, Zay and Griff, talking about mm. Mike Griffin. You know what? This one, this is a good one. We should get rid of this. Can we get rid of this grudge? I need my thousand. <laughs> I need my thousand. With wow, being a two-time Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. having a lengthy career, more than one contract. Yeah, more than one contract. Yeah. Um, a decade in the league, which is a lot. NFL. If you play a decade or around there. You're doing some, and you're collecting some coins. Successful cupcake yeah, company. Yeah, very successful cupcake company. Him yeah. and Brian Arakpo mm-hmm. getting, you know, I haven't gotten any cupcakes. I haven't had one yet. Refused to go there for, the, for obvious reasons. For the record, does does Arakpo owe you any money? No, he's good. Okay. He's good, and yeah, he good. scares me a little bit more than Mike, so I'm not even going to address him. But. Arakpo is effectively scary. <laughs> yeah. You know to this day, yeah. effectively scary. Yeah. yeah, but Mike, I still need my thou. We're cool. We're, we're great, but I, always in the back of my hot mind, I know I can't trust this brother. The grudge involves money, folks. I don't know what to tell you. The grudge <laughs> involves money. I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. Can that, you blame me? I don't know. Yeah, no, I can't. It's not like he don't no. got it. It's not like he never had it. <laughs> he was the big-time rookie. He just got drafted first round, and he wanted to come back home, and he wanted to stun on your boy. He wanted to stun on your boy and said, you know what, I'll give you a doubt right now. If you go and dunk that ball. Was it a clean dunk, Chad? No, it wasn't. It wasn't mm. one of my best. Mm-hmm. But the ball went in the hoop. Somebody says uh, Charles Barkley and San Antonio women should end their grudge. <laughs> that's that not, Dude, that's on Charles. That's just Charles dogging out a city. That's not really about anybody else. Uh, here's a Cowboys fan saying Jerry and Jimmy. You could argue that there's no real grudge left there. Jimmy's in the ring of honor, isn't he? Yeah, I thought he just got in. I think. I mean, yeah, that they it mi- took too long, but yeah, yeah. They, they missed the opportunity. Now this is one, Tom and Jerry. I mean, after all this time, can we just the rat and the cat? Yeah, <laughs> can't can't they just stop and get along? Maybe it's not in their DNA though. Yeah, it's not. No, they can't do it. It's You're trying not. to kill me. You're trying to eat me. I yeah. can't. I yeah. can't like you. Right? No, it's it's tough. It's it's very very difficult. Uh, let's see. One grudge that will never be squashed: foil wrapped hamburger. Against Brian Jones. What? Is that an inside joke? Ah, uh, it may be. It may be a little too far inside for me. I remember when Brian stole a barbecue sandwich from Blind Sean. I remember that story. He got ripped for that one, and rightly so. He yeah. stole from a blind man. Um, but I don't Come remember. On, B. Jones. I don't remember foil wrapped hamburger. Did if Brian couldn't get into the burger? I don't remember what that was. I have no idea. Somebody says I touched Arakpo's shoulder neck muscles. Scary, Nate. What are you doing touching yeah, Arakpo's neck? Them, what is going on? That's a lot. I remember thinking to myself, I do not know if Brian Arakpo is married or has kids or anything. I always thought of what if you were going out on a date. You're in junior high. You're nervous as hell. And he was the guy that answered the door. Mm-mm. Everything about Brian Arakpo is like this, this super well put together, classy monster. It's right. such a perfect combination. 
I love that guy. But I always, I always thought, man, that's the guy. If you want to make sure everything goes right on prom night, make sure you knock on his door and he explains the rules to you. Yeah. yeah. Then you're good. Yeah. Sorry, baby. Um, I can't date you no more. Yeah. No. Who? I can't do it. Wow. Are you scared of my dad? Yeah. Yes. I am. Yes. Uh, we will go to prom, but he has to come with us. Yeah. He has to why come. Why is that a thing for women? Like, why do they want the boyfriend to like stand up to pops? Like, why do some women like need that? Like, I need. I'm looking for a man that stands up to my dad, knowing damn well yeah. their dad's out here looking like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> That's a whole nother psychological journey. I don't know, but it's a great question. There's a certain group of women. Like, fellas, y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, and man, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it actually works the other way with guys for girls. Y'all can let us know. But there is that version of a certain type of woman that really gets off on being fought for. They like the idea of, like, oh, I'm going to mess with this dude in a bar. And then my boyfriend's going to go after him. You know how many of those women I've ever dated say? Zero. None. They can, well, they can sense pretty quickly that they're not dealing yeah, with you Mike Tyson. Right, exactly. I'm not exactly a Vander Holyfield when you start dating me. They, they know. But yeah, I can never be that dude. But that's frustrating. I have talked to guys and been friends with guys who dated those women and say, it's a weird challenge. Yeah. When you realize, oh my God, is she getting me into a fight right here in the middle of the bar? And sometimes they do. Well, I'll straight up walk out. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't it. need this. You know me, I'd run out. Yeah. I'd sprint out. Yeah, I don't need this luggage. No, I don't, we don't need that. All right, there's your flex segment. We do it every day about 1.30. Coming up at 2.05, who does Mel Kuyper have the Cowboys taking at 26? I'm just going to prepare you now, Cowboys fans. I'm not sure if you're going to know that name, but I bet you you know the name that comes next. Plus the Texans at 2 and 12. And who he has them ending up with? Oh, Texans fans. I'd sign up for this one right now. Up next, though, it's Where We At in Society with Zay. Hang on. It's a Tuesday, and this is The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, Zay. After all we've been through, after everything you know about me, what if I didn't know who this was? What would you do? I wouldn't trip. Really? Yeah. This is a this song to me is so far-reaching. Now, maybe everybody doesn't know that it's cool in the gang. Yeah. But who doesn't know this song? And it's so great. To this day, it still takes me back to the time, but it still works, too. It doesn't feel dated to me. There's right. still something about this song that every time that thing cranks up, bah, 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 nah, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. And I remember when it hit. My God, did this song hit big. When it hit, 80s? I'm going to guess like 80 even. Okay. 80, 81, 80, maybe 82, but... Yeah, it's er- it was early 80s. It was fantastic. Love Cool in the Gang. Saxon, Norman Greenbaum, and Anthrax to join Cool in the Gang. It's great stuff. Go listen to some Cool in the Gang. Just find a random Cool in the Gang What's list and keep going because they recorded a whole bunch of great songs. Just a some fantastic stuff, not just this one. All right, uh, a lot of good stuff today. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. A lot of football, uh, a lot of basketball, obviously. If you're a baseball freak, World Baseball Classic, the final tonight, USA and Japan. To many people, this is how it was supposed to go. 
They needed to play the games, obviously, but in a lot of people's minds, these are the two best teams in the world. Six o'clock, FS1 tonight, if you want to watch that World Baseball Classic final. Keep your fingers crossed that nobody you like gets hurt, because that's kind of what this thing has become this year. There's always great moments and stuff, but a couple of key guys getting hurt. Mets fans and Astros fans pretty pissed right now. Hopefully, nobody else ends up pissed tonight. Yeah, World Baseball Classic, it's been fun. Oh, yeah. there in Miami. That's a great place to have it. Especially with Puerto Rico and Venezuela, all those teams. I thought Miami is the perfect place with their Latin population. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, and every time, and, and we'll see what happens tonight. I'm not sure. I've not seen the rotations to know if Otani is scheduled to pitch tonight or if he'll just be in the field. I say just. Um, the dude is so silly. So silly. Threw two consecutive pitches the other night, 102 back to back and had yeah, big hits. It. And had big hits in the game. Like, he's amazing. He's just, it's silly. There's going to be, when I die, there'll be a list. And the list will be Shohei Otani, Babe Ruth, in whatever order you want. That's it. That's it. The only two guys that have ever been like that. Yeah. They were badass pitchers, badass. I mean, could do it all uh, to that level. Just incredible. All right, uh, we'll get you some more Mel Kuyper draft talk at 2.05. I think it'll make you happy if you're a Texans fan. I think it'll frustrate you if you're a certain kind of Cowboys fan. But right now, it's where we at in society. Let's see what Zay's got. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. I saw something uh, show up on the old Twitter. Is that where I need to go? Yeah, go to Twitter. We're talking about people trying to rekindle their relationship and stop the beef. Well, here's another beef that's starting, Chad. Oh, here we go. Devin Booker was once dating Kendall Jenner. Oh. We know Kardashian, Kendall Jenner. Yes. The supermodel. She's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. She's around six foot. Just a stunning woman. Devin Booker did his thing, but... Like a lot of these celebrity relationships, it's just hard for both schedules to fit. Like Devin Booker, he's a pure hooper. Like he seems like the type of guy that says, you know what, baby, I ain't trying to take you out on this day. I need to go get up these 500 shots. I have to do it. Uh-huh. We're like, but you're Devin Booker. You're one of the best players. I'm not. I have to go get up these shots. Right. I'm good because I do I'm this. I'm good because I yeah, do this. Right. And she's like, but I'm Kendall Jenner. And he seems like the guy that says, I don't give a damn. You better deal with it. Like, my Kobe was one of my mentors. Mm -hmm. You need to understand where I come from. Right. So she cuts it off, and now she is with pop sensation, the Spanish-speaking Bad Bunny. Oh, Bad Bunny. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm sure Monkey has put you on Bad Bunny at least a little bit. I've heard a couple of Bad Bunny tracks. Yes, I have. Oh, he's huge. I don't understand anything he's saying, but he sells out the biggest arenas, like football stadiums. It is a thick, accurate, effective accent. Yeah. And he is killing it. You're right. Yeah. Well, Bad Bunny is now dating Kendall Jenner, and he went out on the song, which is in Spanish, obviously, Uh but... In that song, it was translated that he said on a verse, the sun in Puerto Rico is hotter than Phoenix, and she knows it. (laughs) So, Devin Booker, Uh, he responded on social media, on Instagram, and said he worried about another man, all caps, again. Mm. Which I don't know what that means. I guess Bad Bunny was worried about some other guy. I don't know. But either way, Books moved on doesn't care, and now Bad Bunny is throwing Devin Booker in his lyrics. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. And am I reading correctly here that the the track is called Coco Chanel? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, modern-day romances, ladies and gentlemen. 
So this would be the bad bun. Is this a diss track? Is this what no, we? Call- I don't no, I don't think it's diss track. I think it's just a little verse. Okay, might as well say it. It's in Spanish. You know. In, in Spanish. I like if the tr- if the translation is correct. It's not a bad analogy. No. Uh, yeah. Nothing too crazy. Not at all. I mean, I mean it's, it's hot in both areas, but. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, are we really going to have that? We're, gonna, we're really going to go to that detail, Puerto Rico or Phoenix? Now, Kendall, Kendall gets around. I don't think she's over 25, and she's dated, well, it's a basketball player, but she dated Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin. I think she dated Harry Styles for a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, Devin Booker, and now Bad Bunny. How about so that? She has a certain status. A status type. Status type. You can't be nobody. Yeah, you can't be no Joe Schmo. You can't be a Stedman. Ah, yeah. Dude, the barista around the corner at the coffee shop she loves. Yeah, that ain't happening. He's not getting that. Yes. Yeah. He's not getting the, you know, you walk in here all the time, and you are so beautiful. I would love to take you out. I get off at four. Yeah, which That's is never, a shame. That's never going to happen. Which is a shame because Giselle, which Giselle's a little bit more of a grown-ass woman than Kendall... She's now at Jiu-Jitsu Boy. He ain't nobody. Oh, yeah, that's He's right. not big. He's just, you know, now be careful who you hire. You know, watch the gardener, as they always say. Watch the gardener. Watch the gardener. <laughs> but, you know, still, he ain't nobody. It's not like Giselle went from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady to Josh Allen. She went to Jiu-Jitsu Boy. You know there's a bunch of sexy people mowing lawns out there that just feel like they've been typecast. They're just trying to get work. There's a, a bunch of hotties out there on lawnmowers. Like, you know, they all think I'm sleeping with him. They all think I'm sleeping with her. They do. They do. I'm not. I'm not. I just look like this. I look like this, and I needed a side job. Is that okay? Yeah, you can't be plucking flowers with your shirt off. <laughs> looking like Mario Lopez. That's not going to work out. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. All right, so uh, Kendall Jenner. Is uh, I got that right? Kendall Jenner? Yeah, Kendall yes. Jenner. Kendall Jenner, no longer with Devin Booker, now with Bad Bunny. And apparently, the sun is hotter in Puerto Rico than in Phoenix. And she knows it. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I blame the daddy issues. Oh, wait. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there was no need. There was no need for that. And if you think about it, they are the most complex daddy issues ever. <laughs> ever. Right? That's complex. It is. Really complex. Yeah. Dude, there are layers on that. Yeah. All the, oh, jeez. Can, can you imagine how much therapy that group? I, mean, I guess the show provides some sort of therapy for them, but if they go to legitimate therapy, that's a lot to get through. It is. The fame part of it, the reality show part of it, just all of that. And then that, that obviously becoming part of it, a lot of families deal with those things, but to have that high profile, a transgender type of a transitioning discussion and all oh my god that is that's heavy duty stuff all right so we'll wish the best to jenner to bad bunny and is devin booker dating anyone has he found nope, anyone? single locked in baby playoff run uh, kd comes back locked in he's, he's that's what i'm talking about right now he's married to that machine that shoots the basketball yeah, gun to him. yeah yeah <laughs> Just like, just like OBJ wanted to marry the net back in the day, he's married to that gun. He's married to that. Uh, yeah, and you're right. That is Kobe style. Oh, yeah. I bet Kobe let Vanessa know that one early on. Oh, yeah, she understood. Early on. Yeah, you got, you got to know who you're marrying there. And in this case, that's probably best that they're not together. Yeah. If Jenner doesn't, doesn't realize, oh, well, Devin Booker. But that'd be, a, that'd be tough, though, eating a lot of dinners. Like, where's Devin? You know where he is. This is shooting time.
<laughs> yeah, Juanita, Juanita Jordan, she had no idea what Mike was doing. Is he gambling? Is he getting up shots? Is he with women? We have no idea. Probably gambling. Another part of the charm yeah. of Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm not a Michael Jordan hater, y'all. I love Michael Jordan. Uh, I was named after him. But he does make it easy to hate sometimes. For all for all of us that watch Michael Jordan and consider him the best player that ever lived, when you get into those personal discussions, that's where we all kind of duck down like, oh, yeah, he's a terrible guy, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Oh, Anita was beautiful, man. Still is beautiful. A great guy. Light skin. He, he had that. And mucked it all up because he's Jordan mm. and he could get any woman he wants. Just stay single, Mike. Just do it. They're not together anymore? Oh, no, no. That was long ago? Hell no. Yo, long she ago took done? so much money from Mike, there's going to be a bonus clip of that new movie Air with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon of her t- going to Nike headquarters and saying, I need my cut. <laughs> <laughs> I need my cut. That's how much money uh, she took. I think I'm going to end up seeing that movie because my wife wants to. But every preview I see is so distracting to me. I just don't. Look, it doesn't look good. I don't think I can get in there. I just think I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Like, oh look, there's Ben and Matt <laughs> <laughs> with weird hair. Yeah, right. That's all. Aging. I, that's all I'm gonna think. Like, I don't buy it when M- Matt Damon's delivering these big time lines as Sonny Vaccaro. I thought that's the best y'all could think of for Sonny Vaccaro. Do you know what he looks like? Like, stop it. So yeah, he, they would have been better off with Dave Bautista playing Sonny Vaccaro. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a great casting idea. Can you imagine Bautista in the shirts, sweating everywhere? You can see the tats coming out. <laughs> We're going to build a shoe line around one guy. Who? Michael Jordan. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's a good idea, and he just does the thumbs up, does thumbs down thing that he did the triple H before he put him through the table. Uh, for the record, if Sonny Vaccaro had looked like Dave Batista, Jordan's parents do not let him on the property. You, you call that's the cops true. at that yeah, point. Yeah, you're you, a little scared. You probably call the police. You go with Converse. Because you go Converse. You go Converse. Because you think somebody sent a bouncer to kill you. Yeah, that's what you think. I get it. That's what you think happened. All right, there's where we at in society. We do it every day about one forty-five. Up next, your two o'clock hour begins with some mock draft talk. Mel Kiper has Carolina, of course, taking a quarterback. But which one will go from there? The two Texans picks. What does he have the Cowboys doing at twenty-six? And where does Bijan go, according to? Kuiper, we will let you know. Don't move. It's the horn.